The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, December 31st, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we want to wish you and yours a very happy new year. This is the last time that you and I will speak in 2020, um, you know. Hey, it's it's been a year, and um, I know I have this conversation with you a lot, but it's because this is an important subject to me. We are so grateful to everybody who has made Blogging the Boys, our podcasts, our articles, our social media, our videos, um, interacting with us throughout this year and, and this challenging year at that. Uh, we are so grateful to all of you. Um, it, it's look, I mean the. the The football season has not been the most fun one, but here we sit at week 17, the Dallas Cowboys mathematically alive. And so we're all hoping for more football, more opportunities to chat. Of course, nothing is changing in terms of how we operate. You're still going to get your daily Dallas Cowboys content, so don't worry about that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's going to be a fun week, and um, I'm, I'm grateful for every one of you that has tuned into us this year. Um, and, and we certainly, you know, speaking for myself, I'm, you know, praying – blessings for you and yours in 2021 and um and i know that all of us at blogging the boys we we hope that you know we hope that we've made your cowboys experience a little bit better um the cowboys were back at work on wednesday and because they were back at work there was an injury report and ezekiel elliott was not on it and so it seems like things are looking up in that direction i think the week off certainly helped zeke in fact the two times this season that zeke has topped 100 yards uh both came off of rest weeks the first time against the minnesota vikings the Cowboys were coming off their bye and obviously last week Zeke was coming off of missing the game against the 49ers so um I, I think we all think the Cowboys are going to win right and I think we all think the Eagles are going to win uh, but maybe we're all just a bunch of homers and so I, I mean you know that possibility exists and so I wanted to find out what somebody across enemy lines thinks and so uh, I hit up Ed Valentine from BigBlueView.com SB Nation's home for New York Giants content and Ed and I had a conversation on Wednesday afternoon we talked about the Giants their season 
their offense, lack of it rather. Um, and it was a good conversation. Ed's good people. And if you've been listening here long enough, you've heard him before when it's been Giants week. And so uh, it's a great conversation. I, I don't want to hold you back from it any longer. Do want to remind you to please subscribe to the Blog and the Voice podcast network wherever you get your podcast. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things warm our hearts and make us happy. And we appreciate all of you who have already done so. Ed Valentine from SB Nation's BigBlueView.com joins us next right here on the Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the internationally famous, the debonair. He is known all over the world, all over the galaxy, all over multiple galaxies. The finest person to cover the Giants of New York. The New York football Giants, as their offensive coordinator loves to refer to them as. Site manager, head honcho, and really the most badass person that Big Blue View has to offer. Big Blue View is SB Nation's home for New York Giants coverage. Friend of the program, Ed Valentine. Ed Hopefully you and your family had a very Merry Christmas, and we're airing this on New Year's Eve. I hope you both, uh, you and your family, everybody around you has a very happy New Year as well. Well, thank you for that, for that introduction, RJ. You know, as, as always, it's, it's great to, uh, to join you for a few minutes. I, I don't know if Joe Judge would agree with you these days. The, uh, the, the last time I got to, uh, to, ask, to ask Joe a question on, on, on one of our, our Zoom calls, Joe wasn't happy with me. <laughs> I asked him a question he really didn't want to answer. So, uh, so he, he wasn't happy with me. He kind of took umbrage at my question. So, so, uh, so I don't think I'm his favorite person these days. Well, so, um, so Ed, I think everybody's dying to know, uh, we last, you know, kind of spoke and, and had some chit chats around week five when the Cowboys hosted the giants. That was a dark day. Um, as Dak Prescott was lost for the season. And obviously a lot has happened since then. And, and we'll get to that in a second, but, but you have had almost a full season's worth of interacting with Jason Garrett. And so I certainly am curious, and I imagine our loyal audience is curious, what, has, what have been your takeaways? And, and I know that he has dealt with COVID-19 recently, um, and, and we were all you know, hoping and praying the best for him. But uh, what have been your impressions, your experiences, and just your overall thoughts of, of Jason Garrett? Well, it's, it's really interesting, RJ, because I do not know if Jason Garrett is going to be the Giants offensive coordinator beyond Sunday. Mm. I do not know. Um, I, I, I do not think Jason Garrett will wind up getting a head coaching job in this round of, Agreed. Uh, in this round. He may get some interviews. I mean, if, if, if I was a, an owner or a GM and I was looking for an experienced head coach, he'd be on my list of guys to talk to. But I, I doubt he'll get a head coaching job in this cycle, especially since the Giants' offense has been awful in recent <laughs> weeks. Um, um, I, I saw a stat, Ed, um, that the new, I, I forget who it was that tweeted this out, so apologies. But the Giants' offense has had three or fewer points entering the locker room at halftime in each of the last four weeks. That's just this is, this is absurd. This is true. That's unbelievable. Is How is that possible? I, mean, I know Saquon's well, gone, but I mean, and I know there were Daniel Jones issues, but I mean, you're you're a functional NFL team. That that just seems so impossible. Well, well, that's that's assuming that you're a functional NFL <laughs> offense. <laughs> but the, you know, two of those games were started by Colt McCoy, and Colt McCoy is a pretty good backup quarterback. Um, and like last Sunday against the Ravens, the issue was basically the Giants 
for, for the most part, I think they ran basically about three plays in the first half. <laughs> Other than that, the Ravens pretty much had the ball the entire time. So you, you can't score points when you don't have the ball. But I, I, I think, you know, back to the back to the Garrett point. There was a stretch in the middle of the season where the Giants offense for five or six games, you know, scored in the 20s. They looked functional. They looked like they had figured out a way to play, a way to do things, a way to run the ball effectively, a way to use Daniel Jones' legs, um, you know, to help the offense. But it's been ugly since Daniel Jones got hurt. And I don't know – I. I don't know if it's fair to judge Jason Garrett without Saquon Barkley, um, without a true number one wide receiver, um, and, and with Daniel Jones not having been able to run the ball. Daniel Jones has run the ball. He's, he missed two games, but he's now run the ball one time in their last four games. Mm. And he was their leading rusher when he got hurt. So – as much as they don't want to admit it, their offense is extremely handicapped without Jones' ability to run the zone read, without his ability to get out of the pocket, you know, make a play on his own once in a while. They're, they're very much handicapped. For a long while this year, I thought Jason Garrett did a pretty decent job. I thought he figured out how to use Wayne Gallman. He figured out what they could run block. Um, Daniel Jones was making improvements in ball security and decision makings decision making I thought Garrett was doing okay when you put all of the numbers together at the end of this season and you look at them I wonder if the Giants will go in a different direction I just don't know what I don't know is whether Joe Judge and Jason Garrett see offense the same way yeah I mean you can look at things from a points perspective that obviously doesn't tell the whole story. Uh, but, but since the buy, the giants have failed to break even 20 points. Um, and you know, we're not having this conversation in, you know, 1982. I mean, this is, this is the day and age of, of offense in the NFL. Uh, and the, and the giants have, I think 10 touchdown passes on the season. Yeah. I, I just speaks how? partially to Daniel Jones, but I think it speaks largely to the fact that they need better weapons right and I think again looking looking just at the Giants on this season um, against Arizona only 159 yards of total offense you know like you know like that just that that's that's difficult you know I mean and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on the Giants but it is difficult to be that inefficient I also think a couple of weeks ago the um, the game that was flexed into into the Cowboys slot on Sunday Night Football against the Browns the Giants did not have a turnover in that game and still only squeaked out six points. You know what I mean? Like if if you told me nothing about a game and said this team only scored six points, I would say, oh, well, they probably never had the ball because they were turning it over, whatever. But I just – I don't know. Um, I, I, Before we get to like – well, go ahead. I was going to say the difficulty that the Giants have, if you look at – and I've been looking at them a lot this week. You look at – um yards after catch right you look at um big plays explosive plays okay Wayne Gallman replacing Saquon Barkley and then replacing Devontae Freeman Wayne Gallman has done an incredible job he's averaging four and a half yards a carry he's having a really good year but 
between Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris. You look at play after play where these guys will get to the second level. Alfred Morris had a 14-yard run the other day where the only guy that he had to beat for a 60-yard touchdown run was a safety, and he couldn't beat the guy. All right, the guy ankle-tackled him. And, and, and my first thought was, that's a beautiful 14-yard run that got the Giants a first down, kept the drive alive. But if that's Saquon Barkley, that's a touchdown. Right. Um, and That and happened Gallman to him when he was the a Cowboy, too. Gallman, Gallman hits the hole. Gallman gets the yards that are there. And Gallman's yards after contact and expected yards, you know, you know, expected yards per carry or whatever all looks good. But it all looks good because three yards into the run, he hits a linebacker and he pushes the guy two yards. Mm-hmm. He does, he, they don't have a back without Daniel Jones' legs. They don't have a back. They don't have a runner who can get to a second level and make a guy miss. And you look at yards after catch, and I don't know if it's Garrett's offense the 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 schemes of the patterns i mean jason garrett i i think he goes to sleep at night dreaming about stick routes (laughs) you know which is go run down there five yards and turn around and you know you don't get any yards after catch on a stick route you just don't um but but they don't get any yardage after after catches they just don't and 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 you know the nfl rj you know Offenses nowadays aren't built, you know, in the Daryl LaMonica style where you just throw the ball over the top 40 yards down the field and, and, and try to outrun people that way. Offenses are built now on get the ball underneath and get yards after catch. Right. Um, and the Giants don't get any. Yeah. And I think um, – so we're Ed and I are recording on Wednesday – I actually I heard a podcast today. Um, it, it was Chris Collinsworth podcast that he does with Richard Sherman, um, and they had Xavier Howard on the Miami Dolphins cornerback, and they were talking about Amari Cooper. And Xavier was was burned pretty badly by Amari last year when the Cowboys beat the Dolphins, and he talked about that. He said, "Yeah, I mean, he's one of the nastiest route runners in the NFL." And and for a long time, the problems you're describing were the Cowboys. I mean, I know that they, they had some some talented receivers, certainly Des Bryant and, and Cole Beasley working underneath. But now the Cowboys have have route runners in, in Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb that, that can work the whole route tree. And especially talking about yards after the catch, that's that's kind of CeeDee Lamb's specialty. And so it, it – it took a while, I think, for that dam to break for the Cowboys, and I think every Cowboys fan would say the team's better off for it. And it, it sounds like that's that's kind of the logjam the Giants are experiencing right now, um, which which is unfortunate, I, I guess. Um, what's your what's your take on them right now? I mean, do you believe in this team? I, I mean, they are just as many steps I, from a title, a division title, as the Cowboys are. I think that I believe in the direction of the Giants under Joe Judge. I believe that that they have a lot of the right pieces. I think in the long run, I think Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback for a while. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 the numbers are what they are and the fumbles are what they are, but when you really look at his ball security issues, he's been much better with the ball security. I sort of I toss out the Arizona game because I think Joe I think 
Daniel Jones playing against the Arizona Cardinals is the biggest mistake that Joe Judge has made mm. as a rookie head coach. Joe said for two weeks that I can't put him out there if he's a sitting duck. I can't put him out there if he can't protect himself. If you go and you watch that game, Daniel Jones was a sitting duck who couldn't protect himself. He he would catch the shotgun snap and basically stand there and either wait for somebody to come open or wait to get hit because he couldn't move. He couldn't get out of the pocket. He couldn't even sidestep well enough to avoid taking a big shot. And he fumbled the ball three times. Right. He fumbled the ball three times because he was a pinata. Right. You know, because he just, he couldn't, he couldn't sidestep anything. He shouldn't have been playing. So I will forgive him that game. Um, but going back to, to the point of whether or not I believe in the Giants, I think Joe Judge is the right head coach. I think they have a lot of the right pieces in place. They have a lot of good players. What they are missing, what they are missing is they're missing Saquon Barkley. They are missing a truly dynamic wide receiver. They are missing a dynamic pass rusher who you really have to double team. You really have to identify. So they are missing those, those two or three pieces and, and maybe it's more than two or three, but they are missing those pieces that can change a game on, by themselves. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think that's, that's fair. I think, um, I think Joe Judge has the right, from, from speaking from a Cowboys point of view, the right temperament, I think, to be the Giants head coach. He does have some, some tough Tom Coughlin-ish you know, vibes that, I mean, this is, you know, sort of tongue in cheek, but uh, what, what did he say last week? Um, you know, with all due respect to Christmas, we're focused on the Baltimore Ravens or whatever the quote was. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the Ravens. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's your, to, if, if, if anybody has struck me since Tom Coughlin left the giants as the person who was actually going to count you being on time as being five minutes ahead of time, like Joe Judge is the first guy since Tom Coughlin league wide that kind of fits that mold, if that makes yeah. sense. I, I very much think that Joe Judge is the right head coach for the Giants, that he will be successful in the long term. I think a lot of good things have happened for the Giants this year. I think Patrick Graham is a terrific defensive coordinator. Sure. Um I think they have some quality young pieces on the offensive line that haven't all played incredibly well at times, but I think they have a good start on building a quality offensive line. Um, they have some really good pieces on defense, but again, um, you know, they're missing, they're missing that, that one probably edge guy who, really demands a double team, you know, that, that edge guy, that, that DeMarcus Lawrence in his prime kind mm -hmm. of guy, 
that just changes the equation when you try to figure out how to block the other guys. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, this is an interesting exercise, but if, if we, if we played, let's build the perfect NFC East team. Right. And, and we just went off of like position groups, you know, so we did like offensive line, quarterback, pass catchers, defensive line, linebacker, secondary and, and running backs. I think the only group on the giants that I'm taking is the running backs. Um, Cause I'm, I'm certainly not taking the giants. O-line not taking Daniel Jones at this point, defensive line is clear. Washington has the best unit throughout the entire division in their defensive line. And it just, it feels like, it feels like there's a lot of work, but but not that everything requires a lot, but just every level needs something for the Giants. And I, do, I agree with you. I think um, it would be interesting to see everything kind of take hold. It's that Especially, you know, it, the Giants deserve a good defense. Like, that's that's how I view the Giants, is, is a team that's it's going to make it difficult for, for you if you're the Cowboys on offense. And so I'm rooting for for that to kind of get back to where it's supposed to be. It's been a long time since since that was right, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, 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 they're, and they're close to that, to be honest with you. I would love to have seen what would have happened if Xavier McKinney, the safety right. second-round pick, had, had been healthy all year. He's back now after – you know, missing most of the year with a fractured foot, but, but we're not seeing what he really can do yet. We're just not, he's just beginning to play full games. We're just not seeing what he really is. They, they need another cornerback to match with James Bradbury and they need a pass rusher. Um, They have enough pieces that, that, you know, that they can play really good defense at times. They just don't have that, that that game changing player you know who who can create that who can create that turnover who creates that mismatch in the blocking and mm-hmm. and you know and, and that's that's really what they're missing but but like I said there's there's a lot of progress that's been made um it's it's just going to take more time that said RJ I mean I have to say it's going to be January 3rd and your team and my team are playing a game that matters. <laughs> I don't care what the records are. Your team and my team are playing a game that matters. I you agree. Know, that's that. I don't care. Your team stinks. My team stinks. <laughs> you know, and we're playing a game that matters, and that's a good thing. I completely agree with you. I've, I've, people, listen. I, I say this every year. As long as the Cowboys are relevant when you're doing your Christmas shopping, you know, and in normal times, you can gather around the table with your family you don't see all the time. You know, you can everybody. Hey Ed, how are the Giants doing? What like that's that's what makes it fun. Um, and so I agree with you. It is really nice that this game not just has consequence on one side, but but it is a consequential game. Uh, for everyone, it is crazy that the Eagles are are the only team eliminated. If they hold the key. You, there, 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 there are two things, and I wrote both of them this morning at Big Blue View. If your team or my team wins the NFC East and makes the playoffs, your team and my team will a be the worst playoff team in the history of the NFL. Yeah, and b. Whichever one of our teams wins on Sunday afternoon, how hard is it to stomach that <laughs> that we have to sit there on Sunday night and root for the Eagles? It's how diff- hard is that to stomach? It's difficult. Um, <laughs> however, I would I would not change the situation at all. 
Um, cause I, I'm, I'm about to ask you who you, so, you know, just don't, don't spoil it for the audience who you think will win that Sunday night game. But if, I mean, I think it would be worse to be an Eagles fan and, and know you're so like, you have to watch this game in prime time and let the whole world see you as the worst team in the history of one of the worst divisions of all time. And, <laughs> and as, as, assuming you win again, talking here about the Eagles, you not only help one of your division rivals in in terms of securing the division but you damage your draft stock in the process like that that's what I'm like we're we're in we're in an uncomfortable spot don't get me wrong but again eagles fans rightly have it uh much much worse so i'll ask you first ed um and maybe you'll spoil you'll kind of take away the meaning from cowboys giants but do the eagles win on sunday night do you believe that, that they will well before i before i answer that question i have to ask you you know when we when we when we're done with this show, can you bottle that little thing that you just said about the Eagles and send that to, to BLG? I, I will. Uh, BLG does a great job of trolling everybody else. So he, he deserves to have all of us dance around him right now. Yes. Yes, 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 he does. Yes, he does. And unfortunately, we all have to, uh, we all have to uh, root for Philly on, on Sunday night. Now, now, listen, as far as Sunday night is concerned, I I do happen to think the Eagles are going to win on Sunday okay, night. Okay, let's party, Ed. Let's I do it. I <laughs> do happen to think the Eagles are going to win on Sunday night. I mean, I mean, there is a distinct possibility that, is it Taylor Heineke <laughs> is going to be quarterbacking the Washington football team on, on Sunday night? Yes. I mean – I mean, how, how 2020 NFC East is it that, that the Washington football team will basically be trotting out their version of Ben DiNucci on Sunday night trying to win the division? Hey, I mean, the, the Cowboys literally played Ben DiNucci on Sunday night football against the Eagles. And to, mm-hmm. to, your, to your point, Ed, how 2020 NFC East is it that the Eagles got Sunday night games both at home against Ben DiNucci and perhaps uh, Mr. Heineke here and that they are the worst team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the Giants yeah. didn't get to face these two and, and neither yep. obviously did the Cowboys or Washington. It, it truly is a spectacle of failure that the Eagles, I mean, Daniel Jones was hurt this season. Um, mm-hmm. you, you could play however you wanted to with Dwayne Haskins, but obviously Washington was broken in a lot of ways. Dak Prescott was hurt. Philly's the only team whose who's undeniable franchise quarterback didn't suffer any injuries this season, ironically, given that it's Carson Wentz of all people. And, mm-hmm. and again, that's – I mean, we can, we can sleep easy for a while, Ed, because no matter how much our teams suck, the Eagles suck much, much worse. Um, so, okay, so do. you have determined then that the game that our teams are playing in is, a, is the de facto NFC East championship game, much like it was uh, nine years ago when the Cowboys and Giants played on Sunday Night Football and the Giants won and wound up winning Super Bowl Forty Six. Who do you think wins this game in New York, Cowboys or Giants? Well, if you go – based on the last three weeks. You have to pick the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been on a roll the last three weeks. They're scoring a lot of points. They're, you know, the Giants are scoring nothing. (laughs) Basically, they're, you know, they're, they're scoring nothing. 
and yet I know what team I write for. I know what team my audience is. You know, I know what I know who's in my audience. I have always thought, RJ, that this season, that for the Giants, for Joe Judge, you know, it's been so long. It had been so long since the Giants beat the Eagles in a game that mattered. Right. And they accomplished that this year. It's been so long since the Giants beat the Cowboys now in a game that mattered. That's the other thing. If you want to sort of check boxes right. and figure out, you know, are we making progress? I have always felt like, like the Giants would come out of this season with a couple of victories over those teams. Um, I shouldn't, but I'm, with my heart, I'm going to pick the Giants. <laughs> my head says, look, my head says, you know, if, if Dallas can find a way to get 24 points, the Giants aren't going to be able to keep up with that. Right. But, but for me, this is a team, and a couple of the Giants players have said it, the, the one quote-unquote comforting thing about this matchup for the Giants, especially defensively. The last three weeks they've played, they've faced Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson. The one comforting thing about this matchup for the Giants is they know where Andy Dalton's going to be. They know that this is a more or less traditional offense you know, that, that they're going to prepare for. And I, I think because of that, and, and because this offense goes through Ezekiel Elliott, I think the Giants can keep this to a game that doesn't get to be 31-27. I think they can keep this to a 2017 kind of a game. So I, I think that gives them an opportunity to win the game. And again, that that implies that the Giants can get to 17 or 20 points, which I don't know that they can, but but I but my heart says I have to pick the Giants. It just does. That's fair. Um, I I do think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I've said it already this week. I think you know the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys had generated almost no turnovers early on in the season. They've generated 14. Uh, in their last nine games, and that's been a huge reason for their turnaround. They're you know getting shorter fields. Um, of of the eleven short fields they've been given that are consequential, they've scored on ten of them, and so that's mm -hmm. you know that's the difference. And um, mm -hmm. I think I think if they can if they can do that if, if they can yep. if they can be the same defense um, you know that everybody else has been against the Giants, I think that I think that it, it looks and bodes well for them. But I know it's going to be fun. Um, Always, always enjoy talking to you, Ed. It's always so much yeah. fun. Um, Cowboys Giants is a fun and unique rivalry, and so whoever wins, hopefully the Eagles lose. Whether it's you or me, I hope our team is the one um, that gets a couple of caps and t-shirts, and uh, you know, gets the right to host Tom Brady. So, hey, you know, the weirdest part is I saw the I saw the the uh, the thing today. The Giants could pick third in the draft <laughs> if they lose, and it's still theoretically possible for them to pick 32nd. So how bizarre is that? <laughs> that is 
the NFC East in two Yes, it is. Ed Valentine, Big Blue View, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Have a happy new year, Ed. Uh, best to you and your family, and we'll be talking to you again very soon. Thanks, RJ. Want to give a big time thank you, big time shout out to Ed Valentine from BigBlueView.com for taking the time to join us to talk about the upcoming game between the Cowboys and the Giants. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. Um, like I said, this is the last time that you and I are going to talk in 2020. I want to wish you, your family, everyone around you, happy, a blessed, a wonderful new year. Um, we'll be back tomorrow here on the Ocho uh, because it is a new day and you know another opportunity for us to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and offer our final thoughts before uh, before the weekend hits and it's time to, to do this whole thing and, and watch these two games. So, um, hey, have, have just a happy and a safe New Year's celebration, uh, whatever you have going on. And uh, do me a favor, have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.